Hello, and welcome to the River of Life podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Associate Pastor Chuck Coburn as he teaches from the Word of God. Amen. Thank you, Priscilla and our worship team for doing such an incredible job today. If you have the Word of God, turn with me to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. A few months ago, I... I noticed that my truck, uh, when I parked in the parking lot or wherever, was leaking fluid. And I thought, well, okay, it's not leaking much, just a little. And, you know, I'm not a mechanic. I opened up the hood and I said, oh, it's coming from the water pump. So I thought, well, I can wait a while. And so I would just fill it up and, well, it got worse and it got worse. I thought, okay, now's the time to replace it. No sense in cracking the block, getting it overheated. So I took to a local shop. said, my water pump's messed up. Can you repair it or can you go ahead and replace it? And while you're in there, go ahead and replace the thermostat. So we do it all in one lump sum. And the shop said, sure. So they had my truck for a day. They fixed it. And about a week later, I noticed my truck was running hot. I thought, that's odd. I mean, I just had everything fixed. So I took it back to the mechanic. I said, for some untold reason, my truck is running hot. He said, well, how long have you been driving? I said, about the first 30 seconds I crank it up, it does it. He said, well, let me look at it. So he looks at the truck, and you know how it is. They make you a liar when, he, when I have it running. Now the temperature's fine. He said, well, when it messes up, bring it to me. So the next day it was messing up. I brought it to him. He unscrews the cap to the water. He says, oh, I was just pressured. Shouldn't have any more problems. I thought, well, great. Next day it starts running hot again. I said, man, I don't know what's going on. I said, but my truck's running hot again. He said, well, let me borrow it. So he had it for the day. He put it on a pressure test to make sure it wasn't leaking. He did all the various things that mechanics do. And he said, I don't know what's going on with it. It seems to be working okay now. If you have a problem, bring it back again. A few days later, I brought it back again. He said, well, let me look at it one more time. He had it for the day. And this time, he says, Mr. Coburn, we found out what the problem was. He said, although you're water level seemed fine the problem was it got an air pocket in there when we replaced the pump and the moment we kind of let the pump go and the air fussed out you were probably good gallon low on your fluid we put the fluid in it worked fine so now my truck works fine all because an air pocket had gotten in there when they fixed it and it was low on water all it needed was water that's it it was lacking water and that's all it needed I want to share with you this morning this story from the book of Matthew that a man comes to Jesus and he literally asks Jesus, what am I lacking? Here's what's interesting about this story is that it's not only told in the book of Matthew, it's told in the book of Mark and is also told in the book of Luke. And all three of these men in the synoptic gospels, we call it, almost tell this story verbatim. In other words, this event that happened in Jesus's life was so profound in Matthew's life, Mark's life, and Luke's life, that when they retell the story, they retell the event that happened, they almost tell it verbatim. And it was all because of a man was missing something, 
and he wanted to know what he was missing. So let's read this story this morning and find out what has taken place. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. It says, Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones, the man asked. And Jesus replied, you, sh- you must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not testify falsely, honor your father, your mother, love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give your money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. What an incredible story that is told from Matthew's perspective, as well as Luke and Mark, that this man comes to Jesus, and he's got a question. And this morning, you're going to see there's basically four different things that we can kind of lead that happen in this man's life that not only probably happened in his life, but happens in our life that will help us to understand, what am I lacking? Have you ever, um, have you ever gotten like this hunger in your, your mind? You're like, man, I'm hungry. And, and so you start eating. And after you eat this first food, you realize that wasn't it. So you have to have another piece of food. And you think, well, that wasn't it. And before you realize that you've cleaned out the refrigerator trying to figure out what you're in the mood for and you haven't figured it out. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. If some of you haven't done that, we know better. We've all done that at one point in our life because your body gives you some warning signs every now and then that you're lacking something. And so your body begins to crave what you're lacking, whether it's salty, whether it's sweet, and you name it. Your body begins to crave things because that's what it's missing. This man came to the place in his life where he was missing something and he knew he was missing something and so he came to Jesus trying to figure out what he was missing. Probably some of you this morning have come and you're empty and you know that you're empty. There is everything you're doing in your life just doesn't satisfy you, it just doesn't fulfill you and you're lacking something and you're hoping and praying that you sooner or later you're going to find out what you're missing. Well, I hope and pray this morning, when you leave this building today, you will never have to figure out what you're lacking. So let's look at four things this morning that this man encountered. The first one is this, is that inquiries mean incomplete. When you have these inquiries in your life, when you begin to question things, when you begin to ask questions, that means there is something missing in your life. That means something is going on in your mind, something's going on in your body that you're missing. This man came to Jesus, point blank, and asked him the question, Teacher, what good deed must I do to go to heaven? In other words, when you begin to ask questions, when you begin to ask the Lord for things, you begin to seek the Lord for things, the reason why you're doing that is because you're missing something in your life. Now, I know we ask the Lord for a lot of things, but you know what I'm talking about. You get to this place where you're like, God, I am dissatisfied with my job. God, I'm dissatisfied with my life. 
God, I'm dissatisfied with everything around me. What is going on in my life, Lord, that's not right? What's going on in my life, Father, that doesn't make me complete? You're asking. And that's always a good sign when you're asking God questions. Amen? Because God gives your spiritual nature in your life certain warning signs, certain things that go on that will let you know that something's missing. Just like when my truck was reading hot, I knew something was missing in my truck. What it was missing was water. I know in my personal life, when, uh, when I'm out of fellowship with the Lord, when, when I'm really not walking with Him, uh, the warning sign for me is I go on the spending spree. I've got to have everything in sight. Now, ladies, you do that all the time, I understand, but it's different for me, okay? All right, it's different. When all of a sudden I've got to have this, I need that, I need this, I need that, that is my spiritual nature telling me I'm missing something. And I realize that no matter what I buy, it's not going to suffice me. If you're in the point in your life where where you're just trying... I'm not happy with my job, I need another job. You get that job, I need another job. If you're not happy and you're continually going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing because you're not being satisfied, whatever you get will not satisfy you because what you're missing is not what you think you're missing. You understand? I realize that I could buy the whole world and it's not going to satisfy the inner spiritual longing in my being. What I'm missing is that close personal relationship with jesus christ do you understand this guy this guy had everything that a man could possibly have he was rich and the bible tells us that it wasn't when you read the other ones it wasn't like he inherited it this man was a self-involved hard-working man that he'd earned his money in other words every penny that this guy had he had made it through wise investments through hard work so here's a man that's rich He's got everything that we think could humanly we need, and yet in his mind, he is dissatisfied. He is lacking. You realize you could have the whole world and still be lacking. The Bible says, what does the profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul? This man had wealth, but his wealth would not satisfy his need. If you think fame and fortune are going to satisfy your very need, you're wrong. If you think becoming married is going to satisfy your emptiness, you're wrong. And so often we, in our minds, we think if I have this, this would suffice. And you're going to learn that it will not. It will not suffice you. Because what you're missing, this world can't offer you. What you need, this world will never provide for you. We do need things to help us in life, but what you really need is that moment with Jesus Christ. This man had everything you could possibly imagine, and yet he comes to Jesus and he says, Master, teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? Give him credit, at least he understood that he was missing the Lord. Give him credit, at least he came to him and realized that he needed help. If you've come this morning and said, I'm empty, my marriage is a wreck. My life is a wreck. Everything around me is falling apart. You're in a good place to be. Because you're asking the questions. You're seeking the one who can help you. So we ask questions. And it's interesting that Jesus then gives him the reply back. 
And that's our point number two, is that good works doesn't mean glory. Jesus point blank said, here's what you do in order to be to heaven. He says, you know, you need to follow the commandments. And I like this guy. He says, well, which ones? What a smart aleck. But he really wasn't being a smart aleck. He was asking because he wanted to know which ones. I mean, Lord, if, if I'm missing, if I'm lacking, which of the commandments must I follow? Notice that Jesus gives him five of the six commandments that deal with man's relationship with man. He tells him not to murder, not to steal, honor his father and mother. And he goes on to give him the five of the six. And he says, I have obeyed these from my youth. What else must I do? In other words, God, I'm missing something. What do I need? And I like the way Jesus approaches him. He says, well, obey the commandments. Which ones? These are the ones you obey. And the man said, I've done these from my youth. Now, just to kind of give you a little bit of theological education this morning, if you go back to the Old Testament in the book of Exodus, we have the Ten Commandments. The first four of the commandments deal with man's relationship to God, and the last six deal with man's relationship to man. Notice that Jesus never says anything about the first four, only the last six. And you'd say, well, why would he do that? Because what Jesus wanted this man to understand is that you can be a good person. You can treat people well. You can be classified as an outstanding citizen. And that still will not get you to heaven. Now, let's be honest with each other. There are times that we kind of sit back at the end of the day and say, you know, I've been, I've been a pretty good person all my life. You know, I haven't killed anybody. You know, I haven't stolen and we go down the list of what we haven't done. We go down the list of what we have done. We've helped people. And so Jesus wanted this man to know that the first four commandments, to honor the Lord, to love him, to not have any idols, to not take his name in vain, those were the ones this man was missing. Well, you may ask the question, well, Brother Chuck, why didn't Jesus just point blank say, well, do you love the Lord? Because what would have been his answer? What would he really answered? He just said, yes. He just said, oh, I love, yeah, I love the Lord. I mean, I, I love God. I, I attend Mass once a year. I, I do the right things. The reason why Jesus did not address the first four commandments, and that's sometimes why he doesn't address that with you and I, because if we were to ask, somebody were to ask you, do you love God? You'd say, yes. Well, if you love the Lord, then why is your life empty? If you love the Lord, why is it a mess? If you love the Lord, why are you frantically always panicking and your life's in just disarray? Why? Because in your mind, you think you love the Lord. But in God's mind, do you really love him? See, this guy really didn't love the Lord. And we know he really didn't love the Lord. And Jesus was kind of setting him up for this moment. If this man would have been sitting in our congregation today, we would have classified him as one of the most outstanding citizens ever. He'd have been the guy that would have been helping the poor. He'd have been the guy that helping grandma across the street. He'd have been the guy that had been treating his neighbor really well. He'd have been sitting in church. But there was a problem with his life. And his problem was is that he really didn't love the Lord. And Jesus knew that he really didn't love God because he didn't ask him. Instead, he just decided to tell him his problem in his answer, in point three, basically, Jesus proclaims the problem and Jesus acknowledges the answer. Just that simple. 
Jesus told him, I want, if you want to be perfect, and I love this word perfect. When you think of the word perfect, what do you think of? Don't say me, please. I, I want to be humble this morning. You say it, don't say me. Never crossed your mind. Hey, listen, you'd be amazed the perception that people have about people. I was, I was told this past week that somebody thought I was taller than what I was. Oh, man, I've heard a lot of things in my life, but never I was taller than what I was. Anyway, that word perfect doesn't mean perfect like you think. Like, oh, they're just their looks, their attitude. That word perfect literally means in the Greek, complete, full, wanting in nothing. Complete, full, wanting in nothing. So here's what Jesus said. If you really want to be complete, if you really want to be full, if you really want to come to the place in your life where you never want anything else again, he says, go and sell your possessions. There's the problem. His possessions. And give the money to the poor. And when you've done that, he says, then come and follow me. There's the answer. Don't you hate it when you ask Jesus a question and he just puts it right between your eyes? See, the problem with this man was that he really didn't love the Lord. He loved his money. That was the whole point. He loved his money. And Jesus says, if you really want to be full, if, if you really want to be complete, if you really wanted to come to the place in your life where you're lacking nothing, give your money up. Some of you this morning are lacking. You're empty. And you're wanting things. And I promise you the Holy Spirit this morning is telling you the very thing that you need to give up. The problem with that is you don't want to give it up. And the reason why you don't want to give it up is because you love it. What you don't realize is that the thing that you love the most is the thing that will separate you from the Father. All this man had to simply do was say, you know what, Lord, you're right. And here's what's interesting. In the Jewish days, if a man would, we know we tithe, that's 10%. The extreme that a Jew would ever give to the Lord would be 20%. So the fact that Jesus says, give it all up, give it away, was the most just extraordinary, the most extreme thing somebody could ever do. But what Jesus was trying to show this man and teach this man, listen, the reason why you're lacking is because you love your money. You don't love me. And church, you're lacking this morning because you love something more than you love God. And God may say, give it up. And that's when it gets pretty tricky in your life or pretty crucial because then you have to say, well, do I give this up? You know, Lord, I, I really don't think this is a problem. I mean, I mean, I mean, really, think about this guy. This is probably, the, this is probably the, what, the, what was going on in his mind, and some of you have these issues in your mind every now and then. Jesus says, give all your money away to the poor. Now, Lord, that's a dumb idea. You know, I'm using that money right now to help you, God. I'm using that money. I, I've, I've helped this little old lady out, Lord. I give here. I give to this charity. I do that. Lord, I'm using this money to employ people. I mean, God, things are going pretty good. I mean, why do you want me to give it up? Isn't it interesting how we justify the things we do in life? The Holy Spirit tells us things. God, I can't give him up, Lord. I, I'll, I'll be lonely. God, I, I can't let him go. Lord, if I let him go, I, I, I won't feel complete. 
you won't feel complete with him. You'll only feel complete with the Lord. Lord, I can't let that up. Why? Now, now let, me, let me just clarify this because I know some of you will misunderstand me this morning. God will never tell you to do something that is contrary to his word. So, so put that in your mental note this morning. So, Because some of you are going to go home today and say, well, praise God. Man, I knew school was a rough on me, and, and I heard Brother Chuck say those things that are really burdened me down to get rid of them, so I'm quitting school today. No, that's not the Bible. The Bible says to study to show thyself approved. Education is important. God will never tell you to do something contrary to his word. Now, now this is just my thought, and I want you to understand that this is just my thought. I really believe in my heart if that young man that day would have said, you know what, Lord, I understand. I'm missing this, this money's keeping me away from you. And if he'd have gave that money away and he would have t- returned to Jesus and followed him with all of his heart, I really believe in my heart God would have then put that money back in his path. And God would have begun to multiply that money in his possession. But what happened, this guy had to make a decision. Do I hang on to my money? Because I'm lacking. I mean, internally, I'm missing it. I'm not at peace. I'm struggling. I'm dying. Do I let this go? And, and I'm like, hopeless and helpless and follow the Lord or do I just hang on to it and let God go what do I do well we know what he did and it's sad because in the fourth point was that he walked away and walking is always wrong responding is always right but when the young man heard this he went away sad for he had many possessions This young man came to Jesus Christ and he said, God, I'm lacking. And Jesus knew he was lacking. That's why I said, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be complete, then give your money away. God, I'm I'm miserable. Lord, I can't sleep at night. I need help. Well, sell, give your money away and follow me and that'll be taken care of. And the young guy couldn't do it. Why? Because he trusted his money more than he trusted the Lord. Why? Because he loved his money more than he loved the Lord. Whenever you approach the Lord and you say, God, I need help. God, I'm, I'm lost. God, I'm wanting. God, I'm missing. And the Holy Spirit begins to touch your heart. And he begins to tell you what you do. When you decide not to do that, you will always be a miserable human being. Always. No questions asked. This young man, we're never told what he does. As far as we know, that was it. Now, what you need to really understand from the story is notice Jesus and say, wait, 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 okay, hang on. Maybe giving all your money away was a little much. Why don't we just settle for 20%? Because in the Jewish customs, that's the most extreme. Why don't we just do, why don't we make a compromise here? Why don't we, why don't we have some conditions? Do you realize Jesus never makes compromises with us? There are no conditions. You're either going to do it his way or no way. You're either going to follow him with all of your heart or you're not going to follow him at all. That's just the way it works. There was no compromise. There was no, let's talk about this. There wasn't. Because Jesus said, do you want to know what's making you miserable? It's your money. If you'll get rid of your money, you'll find life. And today, the Holy Spirit is speaking to some of you and saying, you know what's making you miserable? It's this. And if you let this go and grab a hold of me, you'll find life. And that's what we need to do. 
God, I'm miserable. God, I'm lacking. And when the Holy Spirit tells you that very thing, you should respond with all of your heart because when you respond, He will change your entire life. Amen? So if you are miserable this morning, if you are empty, and I know in a crowd this size, some of you are so empty it's not even funny, and you've tried to fill it up with everything you know what to fill it up with, what you're missing is the love of Jesus. Oh, I have the love of Jesus. No, you don't. Let me, let me illustrate this. Some of you can identify with this real easy. Some of you can't. I am probably good at most three or four days away from my wife at most. After that, it, it doesn't matter how often I FaceTime or how much I text or email her, it doesn't matter. I want to be in my wife's presence. I love my wife. But FaceTiming just doesn't do it. You ruin the iPad because there's slobber all over it just trying to kiss it, you know. It's, it's just one of those things. It doesn't work. doesn't work. Well, you love your wife. I love my wife. But the only thing that really makes a difference in my life is when I'm in my wife's presence. Do you realize you could be here this morning and never be in the presence of Christ? Never. The guy next to you, the woman next to you could be, but you may not be. How is that? Is it because you're too busy clinging and holding on to the wrong thing? The Lord is a gentleman. He'll never push himself on you. And this morning... He knows you're hurt. He knows what you're missing. He knows what you need. Some of you this morning is the first time you say, I need a Savior. God, I realize I have spent my entire life trying to be a good person, trying to do all the right things, and Lord, I've never really surrendered my complete life to you. Today's the day I'm going to do that. Some of you think, well, I've been burned in the church. I decided to give up church many years ago. I just attend. I'm on the outside edge, and, and I'm never going to get involved. Maybe today the Holy Spirit's saying it's time. It's time for you to give up being the loner, to give up being the rebel, and be a part of a family that loves you, and River of Life will love you. Maybe this morning some of you are hanging on to all the wrong things, and the Holy Spirit has been so gracious to say, you need to let that go. You need to let that go, and you, you haven't. And you realize, by not letting it go, you've been miserable. Maybe today is the day you just say, I'm done, Pastor. Today is the day my life is going to change. Because the day is the day I'm not going to walk out this door and walk away from the Lord. Today is the day I'm going to respond and have Him change my life. Amen? Amen? Let me give you one more passage of Scripture as we close. Some of you know this verse so familiar. But sometimes when you read it in another translation, it makes so much sense. Psalms 23.1. This is what it says. The Lord is my shepherd. Say it with me. I have all that I need. Let's try that again. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. When God is your shepherd, you will have all that you need. Isn't it time today to listen to the Lord and respond to Him? so you'll have all that you need. Pray with me. Thank you again for listening to River of Life Podcast. If this message has touched you today, or if you need somebody to pray with you, please let us know. 
you can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email at info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for more information and directions.